0: Amen. Feel the Holy Spirit moving in people's lives. Think it's great. And uh, one of the things I love about that is we don't need to know or figure it out. God's got His own plans. We just gotta give Him room I think in our lives sometimes to do what He wants to do. Amen. If you're in the room here, please take a seat. If you're at home, grab your coffee. Maybe uh, you're at someone's house and so glad that people have opened up their homes. Thank you to everyone who opens up their homes on a weekly basis for the last, what, nine months uh, since we've had shutdown in Australia. But I tell you now, Australia is really leading the way in recovery, doing a great thing. And uh, we're just about to tick over into December, which is incredible. We're already getting a bit of December, January weather. Um, If you're not in the Sydney area, we're getting a good 40 degree again today. That's 100 degrees, over 100 degrees in the Fahrenheit. And um, I've got to tell you, I actually love it. I really do. Everyone else seems to hate it. I love it. I think it's awesome. And (laughs) that's fantastic. And of course, with December comes that beautiful season of Christmas. And I love Christmas. And I love getting around together. And God has taken me on a journey in the last eight or nine years about what Christmas is and the way He wants me to celebrate Christmas. And I'm learning a lot more. And I'm... What we've done over the last few years is what we're doing right now. And that is sharing with the church, his people, um, perspective on Christmas, which I think would really help everyone. And uh, my heart as pastor of this church is to help people. I really wanna help everyone. And uh, I think about Christmas time when the world, the majority of the world starts thinking about the Saviour Jesus Christ. And it's a good thing to do. And but we can almost get swept up with things like commercialism and busyness and debt And if we approach Christmas uh, in the right way, I think it's um, much more rewarding And we get to really appreciate what Christmas really is about And the reason why I like to do this in November Is because usually by December, we're all on this treadmill of going flat out And our credit card is sweating and we're doing a whole bunch of things which if we thought about it, we might not need to do. So that we can enjoy Christmas and let Christmas be what it is. You know, in Luke chapter 2, it says, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know what if if you want to describe the church people on whom His favour rests, is the way I'd like to describe it, where His church, and I think peace and goodwill should be pouring out upon His church at this time. So what we thought we'd do is a couple of weeks ago, we started this series, Redeeming Christmas, taking advantage of Christmas, taking hold of Christmas and making it everything it should be. And two weeks ago, we had a, you know, um, Anne and Darren along with Jesse and Jordy talking about Christmas is about worship fully and it is, it's about worshipping God and remembering the sovereignty of God how He decided to save mankind He'd make a way so He sent His Son and it's just a beautiful, beautiful expression and, and uh, I hope you're walking into this Christmas season remembering to acknowledge the wonderful love of Jesus Christ has for us and loving Him back. Last week, we had a great time with the Walker family, the Walker, um, Rod and Emma from Upper Mountains with Judah and Megan, and they talked about a great uh, platform for Christmas is uh, to spend less at Christmas. In the West, I think they're predicting, actually in Australia this year, $52 billion to be spent on Christmas. And uh, let me tell you, there's gonna be a lot of people encouraging that to stimulate the economy in Australia right now. And I can understand why that may be a good thing, but what is not a good thing is getting into loads of debt, which will put pressure on you and your family. And uh, I, I, we're not against spending, we're not against giving gifts and stuff like that. Of course not, you're gonna find out that, that today. But I just don't want everyone to be drowning in debt come January think about it be wise there's more to Christmas than just spending and also take a breath away from the commercialism of Christmas take a take a step away from I encourage you and the over commercialization of it Spend, give ho 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 no 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 instead just spend some time in understanding what Christmas is really about and that is God gave the greatest gift and that's enough for us we're not worshiping a baby we're worshiping a saviour well, today we're blessed enough to have uh, Naomi, my wife, with us, and also with Marcus and Claire Claxton. I'm going to hand over to Naomi right now, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a discussion about the next subject, which is, not spend less, give more, which sounds very contrary, doesn't it? Anyway, here we go. Hey,
1: hey. Hey, you all surviving the uh, heat wave. Doing okay? Loving it. Who got any sleep last night? Yeah, I Best guess some night of you. ever. <laughs> It's a little warm, that's, uh, that's how we do Christmas down here. I'm personally dreaming of a white Christmas, and I can't say just like the ones I used to know because I've never had one, <laughs> but that's on the cards. One day, a white Christmas, who knows. Um, so we're really looking forward to our subject today, and of course we're with Marcus and Claire. Um, guys, where, where's your festive gear? Like, come on. Missed the memo. <laughs> Well, gosh, Uh, anyway, I've I've come festive, Uh, I start early, uh, unlike some people I know, not mentioning any names, Lindsay, Um, but uh, yes, I like to get it on in November, (laughs) get started, so let's let's just warm up the couch a little and uh, get to know Marcus and Claire, if you don't know these wonderful people. Um, family part of our Hawkesbury church uh, we 'll get to know them right now, so um, are you November or December Christmas people?
2: Well, my birthday was on Friday, and tradition in our family is that we put the tree up on or very close to my birthday. so uh, yesterday afternoon uh, we couldn 't do it on Friday because too busy and so on, but yesterday afternoon we went got back from the shops and yeah once the girls got home from swimming, we, we put the tree <laughs> up, and so there it is.
3: But I have been playing Christmas Carol since we started the series because I was inspired.
1: That's right. and my Christmas playlist Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you're outnumbered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, favourite Christmas food?
2: Oh, gee, that's... Uh, look, I would have to say um, it's a toss-up between um, the, the oven-baked ham with the glaze that Claire does or uh, the pork that we do in the Weber. Yeah. With
1: the crackling? Yes. Definitely
3: with right. the crackling. Right, okay, with the crackling. I'm a side dish fan actually, like beans with basil and almond butter is one of our family favourites, so.
1: That sounds delicious, almost as good as the green bean casserole (laughs) that we pull out, which is very American, but it's a food group all on its own, people, it is so fantastic, talk to me later, I'll hook you up with the recipe, what's your favourite love?
0: All of it. <laughs> All of it. Uh, I, I tend to go into a food coma around about 12 p.m.
1: When? Which on day? Christmas morning. Oh, okay, good. On Christmas
0: <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, beautiful.
1: Love it. Um, so, favourite Christmas movie? Cricket. Cricket. Well, look,
2: I would have to say the cricket is something that we do that. That's after Christmas. I know, but box, Boxing Day for us <laughs> tradition is that we eat leftovers and we chill out and we watch the cricket. But I do like Die Hard too, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Elijah. Oh. I don't have a favourite movie at Christmas time, actually. Really? No. no. As long as I get to watch the the carols on Christmas Eve, ah. I'm very happy. Oh, ah, okay. Very
1: good. Right, the Grinch yours? for
0: me, The Grinch. The message of the Grinch can't beat it. It's fantastic.
1: Well, I've got to tell you, I think Arthur Christmas is very underrated. It is such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, who's seen it? Anyone? What? How good is it? It's so good. I well up every time. So that's, that's one of my favourites as well as the Grinch. So we, we're going to jump into our focus now that we've warmed up the couch. And... Uh, and I think Emma probably would have loved this subject yes. after her fantastic um, efforts last, last week. Wise, wise spending and intentional generosity. And, of course, we get to focus on giving more. And, uh, you know, th- this, is, this is the story. The Christmas story is the story of humanity. It is the story of the creation of humanity, the fall of humanity and the redemption of of humanity. It is the story in which all other stories find itself. The great story. Every other story is a mere shadow and a a signpost towards the great story. That's why I get it on in November, because I cannot wait to celebrate this epic moment uh, that we uh, can remember the birth of Jesus the savior i want to read a few scriptures for you just to kind of get you in the zone uh, because this this was the powerful moment that god became flesh and dwelt amongst us and then represented us to pay for our sins on the cross. It is the most epic story of all telling. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Matthew 7.11 says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And Matthew 10 verse 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. So there's there's this theme in Scripture of the incredible generosity of God. And Christmas is the embodiment of that generosity that He would give His Son And then Jesus would choose to give His life for us. And then when He uh, returned to heaven, that He would leave a gift of the Holy Spirit who continually gifts us with spiritual gifts. Are you getting a theme in the Scripture? It's incredible. And so we have received freely and so freely we want to give. Generosity is an important expression of the kingdom of heaven on earth. And it, it should be a part of our expression of Jesus uh, to others. So, uh, you know, that. on, on that note, uh, Marcus and Claire, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey with generosity and how you folded that then into the concept of giving more at Christmas time?
3: Well, uh, we've always been generous, I think, towards our children. Like, you just can't help but do that. Um, but we did have this sort of epiphany a few years ago. We've been doing this series, these sort of themes, and been pondering on it, thinking we've got to do something different, we can't just keep saying it and not actually putting it into action in our family. And so we started to think about how we give to our immediate family and how what that looks like. And we started to realise that it was the hours of shopping and it was the hours of thinking and the hours of, you know preparing all of that. And, like, none of us are rich in time at this time of the year. Like, we both work in schools, you know, everyone's busy in the lead-up to Christmas. And we just decided that we were going to change things completely with our our girls, didn't we?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. And and I guess, ultimately, we also started to think about the accumulation of stuff, you know, and over the years, and we were thinking back, um, you know, I guess the, the years before could we actually recall any Christmas presents that we'd received? Mm-hmm. And uh, I find it really difficult. I, you know, I, I've got to say, I, I, I think back five, ten years, and I, I couldn't tell you what I'd gotten, um, but I know, and all you've got to do is move house to realise just how much <laughs> stuff you accumulate. And, uh, you know, there it's ridiculous, is, actually, it is, can absolutely. I just tell you all. <laughs> and, and there was this tendency, I guess, around Christmas time to not only um, buy our girls' stuff, but also be buying that for everyone else as well and then receiving it. You know, you you get all these things and you go, oh, yeah, that's cool, and then put it aside and, you know, don't touch it again or, um, you know, only use it once and then that's it, so...
3: Yeah, so we decided that we would be more intentional with our time as a family and uh, so we, we just started putting one present under the tree for each of the girls. Um, something quite intentional that we, you know, knew that they would really love. And then all of the rest of the resources and the finances and the time went into a couple of nights away together. And we decided that we would go shopping together and we would, you know, eat meals out together and make some memories. And so this is our third year now doing that. And it's the anticipation of it as well. Like the girls will say, you know, are we still doing, you know, our weekend in the city? We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, what else can we do what else can we add to the experience yeah
2: and we really took them on the journey with us we didn't just lay down and say right this is what we're doing we kind of we discussed it you know before the first year we did it and also the reason why as well because and I guess when we first started this series, you know that whole tension of spend less and give more, and you think, okay, how does that actually work together? It's a bit, bit of a weird concept because...
3: Because actually I understood worship fully. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to mm. worship the saviour, right? Um, I understood the concept of spend less because it makes practical sense. And loving all, like, yeah, of course. And even though generosity was something that was a core value for us the tension, like Marcus just said, the tension of all of that woven in together was actually confusing. And I think maybe other people have a a similar confusion between the spend less and the give more Mm. and how you actually calibrate that well is important, I think.
2: Yeah, and it it really has a lot to do with that intentionality. And I think that was mentioned a number of times last week. Um, Actually stopping and thinking about, you know, what is it that I'm going to give? And um, I, I guess... One of the things, a really good description of how this works in a great way for me was um, a birthday present that I gave my dad a few years back. And uh, I know it's not Christmas, but it's still, you know, it's the same kind of... Th- yeah, it, it's the same kind of thing. My dad's incredibly hard to buy for. He's got everything. He doesn't need anything. He really doesn't have a lot of hobbies. And um, so one year, I, I just thought, what am I, I going to give him? And all I did was I, I bought a, a picture frame, reasonably large, that had, you know, a few places to put photos. And I found a whole bunch of photos of him and I over the years, like right from uh, one of the earliest ones was me... Um, in a, I must have been, I don't know, two or something like that, and I was dressed up in St George Dragons outfit.
1: <laughs>
2: he tried tried to corrupt me, didn't work. That's a cost. Um, <laughs> a cost <right> there. <laughs> but it was with him, and then right up through the years, and I gave that to him, and it really didn't cost very much at all. I think it must it was probably under twenty dollars. Um, And I still know it's probably, in his mind, the best present I've ever given him. And it's hanging on his wall in his study. And uh, the reward that I got from that as well, because I saw the joy in his face when he got it, when he opened it up and went, wow, Um, that was really special.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, intentionality is interesting. Paul actually quotes the Saviour by saying, you know, um, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And then he goes on to say, if you're going to give... Don't give out of compulsion, yes. but decide in your heart. Now, we always link that to offerings, but it's all about giving, and it reflects the heart of God. Mm-hmm. So when you're giving, Christmas time is a good time to give, give intentionally from your heart. Yeah. And I think that's what really encapsulates what give more is all about, rather than just, just go and buy a few cards and give them out because that'll make everybody happy. Well, you're
2: so right, Rick, because you can almost just, it's like you give at Christmas time out of duty. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. So you just... Yeah, and, and in a sense, it's really easy to go, here, I've got $50, right, I'll buy that present here. You know, and it's a real almost
3: transactional thing, and... And we're meant to be cheerful givers, right? Yeah. Like, and sometimes it doesn't happen at Christmas because you're so bogged down and, That's right. you
0: know... Yeah. Think thing about intentional, though, it, it's harder yeah. to actually give this way. Yeah. It costs you more in thought, time... And but I think the overwhelming reward from it, like you did with your dad, going to the footy in a jersey of the Dragons, why would you do that? Anyway, um, but to actually have that reward, which you're still talking about, um, I think it's worth the price of having to pre-work it all out, think about what's on their heart, what would they do again? You know, giving is about the other person, not about us. Yeah, very good. I like it.
1: All right. I know for us, one of our favourite memories of Christmases with our kids growing up were the years that uh, my brother Dan and Chris and their kids would drive all the way from Adelaide.
0: 17 hours. Right, Dan? Not in, 16 in hours or 15
1: year. hours, Dan. <laughs> uh, and uh, would come and stay at our house. They'd be there in time for Christmas, and you know the kids would all wake up together, and uh, they would stay at our place for a couple of weeks. And that time together was such a gift, and we looked forward to it. You know, all year round, we looked forward to that. Uh, time that we had together so
3: yeah that's. I can relate to that because growing up in my um, primary school years I lived in Queensland in Brisbane and all my extended family were either in Western Australia or in the UK and so we, usually just the four of us but there was a couple of years um, when I got a bit older where we actually planned a trip to WA to spend Christmas with our family and like the anticipation of that and the actual time spent with family it was more valuable. I can't tell you what gifts I received that year like I, I know there were lots of them because it was extended family um, but I couldn't tell you what they were, but just that time spent together. Um, just the, the plane ticket alone could have been the gift and that you know that's created those memories.
0: It's funny you, you talk about anticipation and it reminds me of Mark Gunga talking to young husbands about how to give a gift to your wife. He says, don't just give her a present, let her unwrap it, you amateur. <laughs> he said you've got to work the anticipation. And he says you've got to go at least two weeks early <laughs> telling them about you've got them a gift. And you start dropping hints because then every day is the gift of anticipation. And I think about a Christmas, what if the Christmas giving of the gift was the beginning of the gift, but not the gift? And, and from that moment, they, they unwrap maybe a, a little card saying, guess what we're doing in the next three months? Or this is what I've planned for us. All of a sudden, the anticipation is there every day, which is a gift in itself, right? That's a good way to give.
1: So I was at Woolworths yesterday and uh, I was purchasing my groceries and I was purchasing a white onion and the checkout person was trying to find it on the register of, you know, things and couldn't find it. And so three people later they, that came across, they realised the white onions are just not in the system and they all stood there looking at each other like, um, what do we do? And so the manager just looked at me and she said, just give it to her for free. <laughs> I felt like I'd won the lotto, my single white onion. And the, the guy who was my checkout guy, he, was, he just looked at me and said, did that just make your day? And I said, that was just so funny. <laughs> but it got me thinking about the random moments of generosity that can happen around Christmas time uh, where people try to embody that spirit in the community at large and it got me thinking about uh, you know about the times where that's really mattered like um, returning the trolley for someone uh, who was struggling with you know loading a baby in the car or whatever or um, just offering a, a smile to people because everyone looks so stressed at the shops or even dressing festively to create a bit of you know Christmas spirit have you guys thought much about how you how you take it like beyond your family to your community at large and and co- kind of convey generosity giving more at actually Christmas? I was thinking
3: one of my favorite memories um, around Christmas time when I was growing up was we go with sing carols with my mum's work. So she worked for uh, the Blue Nurses and they were like this community nursing organisation and were people who had to be visited at home for care. So a lot of elderly people and so on, they couldn't get out to go to carols. And so we actually, we would, we would go with all of the Blue Nurses and their families and we would go from house to house and we'd actually sing um, carols to those people. I'd forgotten about that memory actually, mm. that's fun. <laughs> we've done other things too. We've, um, uh, we've always contributed to the Christmas appeals that we've had here at church, haven't mm.
2: we? Yeah, absolutely, and involve yeah. the
3: girls in that. Yeah. I think that's important to do.
2: Yeah, everything that we've done around that, we all, you know we do it as a family, family on mission, and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but also, um, in a, in the cul de sac where we lived in Wilberforce, um, we would often have a Christmas gathering mm. just you know up in the cul de sac, and it was always great to go there and and to really I guess try and bring as much. Cheer and so on that we could there, Um, and now that we've moved away and we're in Pitt Town, we just got an invite to that uh, to go back. So (laughs) yeah, so that will be one of the things you know. And again, that's I guess it's a little bit of inconvenience. We've got to drive back to Wilberforce, not Mm. that it's very far away, but it means that we can catch up with them all and yeah, yeah, keep the connection going and and, you know those relationships and show them that those relationships that we did have in that little cul-de-sac were important. Um, Mm. Yeah.
3: And you can do simple things, I think, as well, like... um and last year I saved up all of my rewards points, you know, at Woolies. Woolies, you know, the everyday rewards card you scan and you get extra dollars and whatever. And I think I'd accumulated, I don't know, $70, $80 or something worth, and I hadn't used them. And so I said to the girls, when we uh, get to Christmas, we'll get our little list of things that um, they needed for the emergency relief appeal or whatever it was that they were doing, and we'll spend those dollars on that. So, you know, sometimes giving more doesn't have to cost you more. You can be smart and, you know, use a few tricks
1: along the way. I love that, and of course, you guys, speaking of family on mission, have been involved in the nativity uh, when yes. we've, we've yep. done that over the years, and that's on, been great. Do, come on,
3: do a little recap.
1: You love it. Yes, please, you're please, go on. My come
3: name on. is Zoran. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and I will be yeah, your guide I, through Bethlehem. <laughs> I've got to say,
2: I'm really missing that this year. I, I absolutely love getting out and doing that. It's so much fun.
1: Yeah, the Bethlehem experience, uh, which we call the nativity, was something that our children were um, involved in and I was involved in. I was a guide around the city and we were doing that, um, you know, as a part of Penrith Christian Life Centre at the time and uh, we got to having thousands of people come through every week and it was giving a lot of our time a lot of our effort a lot of our energy and uh, quite late nights rain hail or shine it was outdoors and the kids were the, the innkeeper's kids and they were underneath the table if you have never done the nativity next year it'll be back on you have to bring your family um and you know it was it was amazing to do that as a family and it was our way of giving more giving to the community you know um and it was also a way of worshiping fully to be honest you know, because it was just so putting the right emphasis on on Christmas, and you know, regardless of the fact that we it was crazy busy to do that at that time of year, uh, Christmas always came together.
3: And it's it's funny because like I'm not a, a, a drama person like Marcus is, so I'd rather not be doing the acting. Um, so I'd be in the in the foyer downstairs here, and I'd see the people come back up from having been in the experience, and without fail every person who came up whether they were a child or all the way through to an elderly person they just had this kind of look of wonder on their face and they would just kind of go oh that was amazing you know and all they're doing is walking around a car park that's dressed up as Bethlehem and it impacts people so enormously it's amazing
2: because it's the great story yeah yeah and I, I think that um the whole giving of yourself in some way however it is that is probably the most or the, the, the best or biggest way that we can um, resemble Christ you know um, Paul says in uh, Corinthians he says um, uh, do you not know that you are not your own you were bought with a price and then in Galatians he says uh, "You know, it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and uh, when we give of ourself, and I think that's the intentional giving or, or the sacrifice of serving in whatever way, we are doing exactly that. We are reflecting Jesus and the incredible gift that God gave, and which is really the whole meaning of, what, as you said right at the beginning, the greatest story that's ever told. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. The giving of yourself, I find, can actually... It can be overwhelming and I'm wondering whether there's people who are hearing this thinking how can I do all that? Mm. Because it's big. I remember one year I thought I'm going to do it all and uh, we've got five children and, and then you've got my parents and my brother and his family and then you've got Dan and Chris and I thought wow. And I started making things, I made data picture with out, of fence, um, out of fence palings and what have you and I gave my kids, you know, a round of golf and a, uh, time on video machines together and what have you and, and it was exhausting mm. and I'm wondering whether it's wise to start slow?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, very much so,
2: very much so. Or well, uh, just pick one person, yeah.
3: like pick, pick one that's hard. and be creative with that and start there.
2: And I've got to say, we don't get it right every time as well. My my dad just had his birthday two weeks ago and I had a blank. You know, I just... And so I ended up book shirt <laughs> you know <laughs> last
3: year it's story of last year well yeah <laughs> well, that was last
2: cool. year was his 80th birthday and so we got together and we thought he, he loves going to the football with me and the girls and so um we thought right we'll, we'll get him um uh, we'll make up a, a ticket and say look come to the football with us and we picked out four games that the dragons were playing dragons panthers dragons eels dragons roosters and another one i can't remember and uh, we said right come with us and COVID happened, so uh, we said, right, we'll try again next year. <laughs>
0: but it's all right, mate, because Panthers, Dragons, you would have got depressed.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I think Evie's pretty pleased that uh, we didn't actually end up getting to any of those. So It's all
1: right. I think it's, it's 2020. Like, I just have to say that and it explains everything, right? <laughs> no, that's cool. So um, you mentioned before the concern about how materialistic we get. And I think, I know the younger generation especially is very concerned about waste production. You know, and how we we are—we're just generating so much waste, and uh, you know, just because of that materialistic drive, that consumer drive. You know, it's—we're we're sort of creating—we're creating the problems that now we're trying to solve. You know, so um, and I do—I did hear that the uh, the next gen uh, youth huddle for Hawkesbury have a secret Santa, and you've got to give something that's free. It costs nothing. So that's like Facebook marketplace resourcefulness right
0: i've got a cat going free (laughs) come around and pick him up i'll even give you a cage or something to take him in
1: Uh, charlie thinks the dog's up too uh anyway (laughs) Uh, but um can you just speak into that idea of how we still foster generosity but uh don't feel that sense of entitlement that that can often sort of appear um, in, the, in the younger generation. Um, what do you think about well, that?
3: Well, I, I think if you start to give less stuff and give more of yourself, so more time, more um, experiences together, you're not actually using as many resources in, in that sort of sense. Um, so if you're, you're booking in a, an... Exp- yeah, you're not wrapping it even, so you're not even wasting <laughs> wrapping paper. You know, like, it, it's, it's literally that, that practical, I think. Um,
2: yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it and and also, I mean, we do this not just with Christmas but with everything is that we involve, we, we do most stuff as family discussion you know, mm. we we involve our girls in what we do and it's always centred around Jesus and I think that means that, you know we're not just, you know, buying frivolous things or, you know, doing things willy-nilly, but mm. there's that intent and as Claire said experiences, you know, they don't have a lot of waste. Um, it's It's you know, some, but it's something that lasts with you for a lifetime, basically.
3: And having um, teenagers um, times three, uh, there's always going to be a little bit of a sense of, oh, so-and-so's got something more fancy or, you know, so-and-so got this for Christmas or so-and-so's parents bought them a new car and they got their peas or whatever, etc., etc. et cetera. And you, just, you can't keep up with that all the time. Like, you, you can't even try. So there's no point starting. You've you just got to do what you think your family is going to do um, and, and leave it at that, I think.
0: I think if we're thinking long-term, though, Mm. um, that's the way to look at something like introducing a give more, spend less mentality in your family. I think we've got a whole bunch of kids in here today, and boy, they're doing well. I love seeing kids in church services. I think it's wonderful. And I reckon they would disagree with me about giving more at Christmas, (laughs) giving less. or spending less at Christmas, they'd be, Pastor Rick, what are you doing? You know, give more presents. And and I understand that for children, but we've got a responsibility to train them, mm-hmm. train them up in the way they should go and they will not depart from it when they're older, the scriptures say. And um, I think if we can teach children the value of a gift right. rather than how many you can get. I've seen little kids go ballistic with all the presents and, and they literally almost have a brain freeze because there's so much happening. Yeah. And I think if we're wise as parents to teach them... You know, giving's a fantastic thing, but we do it more with heart than we do with dollars. Yeah. And um, and teaching them how to spend within a budget is mm. the best thing you probably ever teach them. Mm. Yeah.
3: And it looks different at different ages. Like, what sure. we're doing with our girls, be, being the age that they are, it's not going to work for a family with a whole bunch of young children. Um, but you, you, you do what works at different stages, mm. don't you?
0: Yeah.
1: I think we, we did foster um, s- some sort of good... Mentality around uh, things and stuff. So, you know, during the year uh, we had a pretty tight budget. Uh, I would accumulate things gradually. God always goes shopping with me. I always find the biggest bargains and I just attribute it to the Holy Spirit shopping with me. So, all year I'm putting little things away for Christmas Uh, and so Christmas has had a wow factor for our kids but they're not entitled because it's not happening every week you know it's not standing at the checkout at Woolies and them saying I this and I want that and indulging every whim you know there was a discipline to it through the year so that when it did come to birthdays and Christmas we could be generous with our kids because they were grateful they actually they, it was an unusual thing it was a special thing that belonged to those special moments yeah. rather than it being a lifestyle of entitlement yeah. and certainly with older children without with our teens all of our kids were working by 15 they had to pay their own bills pay their own phone buy their own car insure their own car their own petrol in the car are you getting the message like we've taught them really good principles around money tithing investing all of those things and so our kids do not have a sense of entitlement because they understand the value of money and they understand generosity so I think I think if we can you know instill that in our in our families uh, throughout the year we can really give more at Christmas without fearing those sorts of things.
0: We're about to wrap it up. Any final thoughts, guys?
1: No.
2: Cool. Well, no, actually, I guess the other thing on that is that um, we often make meals for people in the church and also thinking about clothes with our girls. We've received a lot throughout the year, just hand-me-downs, and we've passed on a lot as well. And I think that also, that idea of, you know, always just sharing resources, that helps, you know, just remove that, that... feeling of entitlement and you're part of a community then as well
1: don't raise your kids loving brands brand names I think that's one of the worst things you can do to them and you know expecting a brand new car don't do that
0: yeah Yeah. if I was to ask everyone here a rhetorical question what was your favourite gift you got for Christmas last year you know most people can't remember what's your favourite gift of all time you struggle to actually think it through a lot of the time Because you are more important than any gift you will give. And you being a giver, it's the giving of something that's more important than actually the result of the giving. And uh, if that makes sense. I want to encourage you guys um, to think this through more and more in your families. And let your action of giving be more important than what you give. Let the um, time you spend together in your gift, because you're more important than any gift you'll ever buy anyone. You know, Christmas, there's no doubt about it, it is marinated in the thought of giving. And right through, and that's why we give gifts at Christmas, and why never, why never hang back from doing that. But um, it's how we give the gifts and why we give the gifts. And I think about the, the Magi. Uh, the Bible calls them the three wise men as well. It's probably a lot more than three, and they were basically astrologers who studied the stars. And, and um, they were, some say they were magicians. That's where we get the word magic from, from the Magi. And um, they were feared as well, but they we figured out that there would be um, a a king born by the stars, and they read prophecies and many of them, not just Christian or Jewish prophecies, but many others as well, that there would be a king born. And they worked it out that it would be in Bethlehem or around Jerusalem, there somewhere. And they travelled for years to get there, and they finally got there. And what did they do? They gave gifts. They gave gifts. They understood something that many of us forget. That's mainly about giving at Christmas. The Father himself gave his son. And more than that, gave to us salvation because of it. And that's one thing we can't forget at Christmas time. You know, um, let's not consider giving as a bad thing. Let's consider it a good thing. And I'm not a bar humbug sort of guy around Christmas. But I do want to challenge us to be a person who gives for the sake of love you show your love through giving people receive love because you gave that we're people who give understanding that we're actually setting up generations to understand what Christmas is about and that we do it so that those around us can see that we actually love and care for people that's why we do it as a church and maybe there's some people right now that uh, God might put on your heart to give a gift to well, we're far enough out from Christmas to be able to do that. We're a month out. And what if every person here thought of someone and you know what, I really feel I want to give this person a gift today. And spend that time. Start small. And um, at Christmas time, you can present something to them which is part of you and your love for them. And uh, I actually think you'll get a lot more out of Christmas as we do that. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I want to thank you again for Christmas your idea and lord as the world celebrates how the whole world does many of them do help us to understand lord it's it's about worshiping you worshiping the risen savior it's about not not spending but giving of our hearts and lord god as we go into next week lord would you prepare our hearts for that as well it'll be a great time Bless everyone, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that uh, this Christmas would be one of the most amazing Christmases as we redeem Christmas. Take advantage of it for what it is. We love you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, to the house services and everyone at home, we're going to hand over to you right now. God bless you and thank you for being part of the service today.